0: Welcome to the Galen Trombley Show. Be sure to subscribe, review, and share the episode. You can follow me on social media at Galen Trombley. I hope you enjoy the show. Great tables. Please hold for a very important
1: message. Light speed sequence initiated. How oh, may I help you? Bonjour. Security breach. The truth shall set you free. <laughs> Awesome.
0: It's a miracle. two Three, two, one.
1: Mission complete. Thank you. Have a nice day.
0: Welcome, everybody. This is episode 217 of the Galen Trombley Show. My guest today is Courtney Meisenheimer. Um, I met, I actually don't even know where I met you, but I've seen you. We're now on a couple things together, or a committee together, and then um, you're obviously part of the city of Plattsburgh, but you weren't always from the city of Plattsburgh, so you're an import. I am. And uh, I was, you know, reading your bio and I just found out where your hometown was located. But, um, Courtney, welcome to the podcast.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: And uh, for people that don't know you, again, uh, newer to the area, how did you get here and what's kind of your backstory before you became a Plattsburghian?
1: Yeah, I, (laughs) is that what they call them? I I just, I don't, maybe I think. I'm still trying to figure it out. It does. Um, yeah, I moved here back in 2019 with my my husband and my and my daughter, who was kind of a newborn. Um, but yeah, I how did I end up in Plattsburgh? <laughs> it started with a boy, I guess. <laughs> I guess. Um, yeah, my my husband and I met in um, university. We both went to Queen's University, which is in Kingston, mm-hmm. Ontario. And after that, we moved to Toronto and we lived in Toronto for a time. Got married. Uh, moved out west, lived in Portland for a time. Um, And then once we had our first kid, as I think many maybe young parents do, is they realize like you got to be close to family and grandparents. And and so we we decided to come east um, because I live, I'm from outside of Toronto and my husband Beck, his parents have always lived here. And uh, we didn't think we'd stay in Plattsburgh, actually. We thought we'd move to Burlington, Vermont. And we just kind of used Plattsburgh as like a stopover. But um, Plattsburgh, I don't know, got our hearts. So,
0: so, so, <laughs> um, so Queen's University, we'll go back, back to the start here. So Queen's sure. University, that's in, it was Kingston? Mhm. Um, I think, who's, do you know a famous alum not, not never graduated? I think, think he went there. Am I thinking the right person?
1: Oh, I felt like this was a trivia question. It, it is kind of a trivia question, but I want
0: to make sure I have my trivia right first. Is think, there anybody well, you think of?
1: Is, is Dan Aykroyd?
0: Oh, it could be.
1: Is he? Uh, is he related to Queens in some way? <laughs> Maybe he's just from Kingston.
0: So you know, what I was actually thinking, I just want to make sure this is
1: who's the famous alumni that you're thinking.
0: Just a sec. Okay. Because if I've, I've messed this up, then this might just be... Yeah. No, I think I was right. Yeah. Elon Musk went there for a time. Stop.
1: Yeah. Really?
0: Yeah, he never graduated. He moved here. He's from South Africa. Moved up to Montreal. Went down to King Queen's College. Wait. Where's... Queen... Really? Queen's College in Kingston. Uh-huh. And then he never graduated. He bet he dropped out and started he started one of his companies. Wow. Yeah. So I, I just wanna make sure I'm at like, Queens <laughs> College, I've heard of that before, but I, I listened to his autobiography and he In Canada. In Canada, yeah. Wow. He, he moved from South Africa to Montreal. Uh uh-huh. And then so he's kinda like fairly local, like I Me mean, regional, and yeah. then He ended up so that was just backstory. That's what I was thinking. He never graduated, but he... see,
1: when I when I went to university there, I don't know if he was ever
0: there. He goes just living the life. Wow, a young a young. Well, he's got
1: actor. the he's got the jacket on too. Is that the That's the well at Queens. You can get these jackets depending on what um, you know department that you're in, and so it looks like he's wearing a. What did he study? That looks like maybe it was an art side jacket. Wow, gosh, that looks like. My dorm room.
0: You <laughs> <laughs> didn't like. You didn't like scrape underneath like the windowsill oh, or something. Yeah, that's so, so funny. Yeah. But yeah, so okay, so it was Queens. College? Intra- okay,
1: I think so, that's a you learned something. That good. and uh, tra- they tragically
0: hip are the only things I know. Yeah, about Kingston,
1: tragically so. hip is the other big one. Yeah, they oh. got they should maybe push that in their uh, recruiting a little bit more. That would have helped. That would
0: have <laughs> certainly helped. But so so Queens College. So your husband went to Queens College also from local from Plattsburgh. Yep, and which then, is pretty
1: common for people people here there was a couple other folks from Plattsburgh that went there with them
0: and so well again Queen's College is kind of we always hear people coming to the area not as many people going away it's like Concordia I guess Montreal is more common probably that I hear of at least again I'm not Queen's or um, Ontario obviously in Toronto just massive areas so they so Queen's University you went north. you went west. You met up, and then you went out to Portland. And yep. what what was a draw for Portland? Was it work, or just like young and it, just wanted to travel? Yeah, it was
1: just going on an adventure. Yeah, we um, I left my job at the time, and I didn't have anything lined up in Portland. Beck did find a a company to work for um, out of Portland, but we just we just packed up all our stuff and we drove across the country, and then just wanted to explore somewhere new. And,
0: and uh, what was the experience like out there?
1: It was great. Yeah. A similar
0: climate?
1: No? No, no. It's like, it's much milder. You don't get the snow in in the winter. It's more just gray and rainy. Um, but if you want the snow, you can go up to the mountains. Mount Hood is kind of like one of the big areas there. We we love to snowboard and ski. And so, you know, we could go and just be out outdoors in the adventure of, of the place. And Portland's just it's just such a cool city it's it's actually changed so much since we left so we left in 2019 and i think uh portland through the pandemic through um you know the summer around like may 2020 when a lot of um things were going on around like George Floyd and, Mm -hmm. um, you know, police and, and that like Portland really became a staging ground for a lot of like social issues. I think in the country, I remember it just being in the news and it just changed a lot, um, in that time. And so I don't know, it feels like, I actually haven't been back since I left. It feels like maybe, maybe it's an even different Portland from when I was there, but just a lot of like entrepreneurial spirit, like a huge focus on, on small businesses, supporting local, being weird like doing you know just things that are kind of off the cuff for the sake of it it was a cool culture to like be a part of
0: so so when you I'm assuming in your role now like that played a little bit into kind of like mindset or maybe some of the tact, I say tactics but maybe some of your uh the ways you go about what you do did you take draw anything from that I is...
1: think I think so for sure yeah I think I've always um I've always worked kind of in this like public facing capacity even I would even relate it back to like being I've always been like a camp counselor, or I did a lot of like youth work when I was in Toronto. Um, And then out in Portland, I was doing a lot of community engagement, corporate engagement. Um, And so I was always kind of like seeped in going out into the community and like connecting with different groups of people, um, business owners, those types of things. I think like living in Portland, you know going from big city Toronto Portland's kind of smaller than Toronto but still like bustling and metropolitan in its own but it still showed us a different style of city and I think that now that we live in Plattsburgh I definitely draw from my experience living in Toronto and Portland when I when I think about community and growth and things that you know we could we could do to to enhance and and build upon in our own
0: So what got you into that space originally? Because was that, like you said, camp counselor? That was when you were younger. (laughs) I mean, in college, did you... Was that a major of yours, or was that anything...
1: No, well, I actually was a, a music. Started out as a music major. I'm like, was a band geek.
0: Played the saxophone. Played the saxophone.
1: Did yeah. you? Gosh, I, that's written somewhere.
0: I, I, so I told you I was gonna brush up on my oh, uh, no. my hobbies. So, or your hobbies. Yeah,
1: that was yeah. No, I was I was very much a, a musical, like arts-driven person in high school, and then went to Queens as a music major. Um, but then after a year of doing it, just as many young people do realize, like I don't want to major in this. I, I started to not like playing music because it was now sort of like everything I had to do and that was just my personal experience but at that time going to a university that had all these different people and ideas naturally you just start to like open your perspective and I started to get really interested in political science and global development Um, I spent a lot of time uh, with an organization that um, I spent my summers in Kenya doing community work there and so that kind of like transformed maybe my, my path of where things went. And so I worked for a nonprofit based off of that experience in Kenya after I graduated. And then being in nonprofit work, you're just very community oriented and I think that's kind of where things have progressed
0: since what, then. What have you um I guess what kind of growth have you had in the last let's say it was about ten years, right? Maybe twelve years since you've been doing this? Okay. Yeah. So, I'm not going to give your age, but ba just basing <laughs> oh, no, it off okay. of that. So, um, <laughs> yeah. uh, it's a good age by the way. So, <laughs> well, thank you. um, but so in that time, like how have you think how how have you progressed as a, you know, an individual within that space starting off to like where you are now? Like the role you have now at the city, is that do you think that's like a, you know, kind of a step up and you've been able to learn and get into that? Do you think it's a very similar role to something you've had in the past?
1: Um, I think I know you, you know, not to be super long-winded about it almost just to to put it in that shell i think that that 10 years has taught me the just how how much uh how much resonating uh working at the local level works for me it, or working at the local level resonates for me i guess and I, so i say that because i started working internationally i was you know in kenya doing work i, I worked for an international ngo in in toronto and i was doing a lot of travel and we were doing a lot of international work. Same with when we went to Portland. I I worked for an organization out there and it was all just international, international. There was this kind of local connection because I'd be working with local youth and businesses and organizations to sort of educate them about international issues. But I just kind of evolved into wanting to bring things like locally, like yes, there's things going on outside of our borders and internationally, but like what is the change that we can create right here in our own backyard? And I think even maybe in the last 10 years, the way that what's gone on, on the like political sphere of things and just, and then maybe even the pandemic has like further made me at least think as a person like, wow, I really just want to be thinking kind of on a, on that micro level. Like how can I create change and impact in the community that I live in? And like, wow how how amazing like what i the opportunities i've already had to do that in plattsburgh like i just feel so fortunate and i think when i stepped into this role with the city um there's definitely like a lot of nervousness like imposter syndrome like i'm not from here like should Mm -hmm. i be kind of like leading the charge on on creating these like events and engagement experience and trying to connect the community to the city like is that my place um and i just I, i don't take that lightly um, but I think it's granted me the opportunity to just work like at this really nice local level with different organizations and music and musicians and artists and just trying to like get everybody connected and I can actually see the impact that it's having. Um, I hope that all like connected. Yeah, logically. I'm following you. Okay. I'm following
0: you. Yeah. So, um, so uh, Plattsburgh it sounds like it's probably the smallest place you've ever lived or mm-hmm. was was ajax right (laughs) it was ajax that big that was like ajax
1: was bigger i think ajax is around it was when i was growing up about a hundred thousand i think it's grown now it's Mm -hmm. part of the gta the greater toronto area sprawl Mm -hmm. and so ajax was very much like suburbia uh and so plugging into community in ajax wasn't a thing you know my parents had a close-knit group of friends and we had like a familial community but in terms of like participation and like civic issues or or anything maybe the closest i got to that was working i did work for the the town of ajax as like in the recreation department as a camp counselor but um no i i wasn't interested in entering into that until until coming to to plattsburgh not that i do anything political in plattsburgh but you know being part of the city uh, as a city city staff
0: yeah so so plattsburgh again being kind of a smaller space and Mm and i would You know, argue, or not argue, but I would would say based on what you just said, you kind of take these bigger places. And I've had some people, you know, guests on that have moved to Plattsburgh or the surrounding areas from a bigger city. And you kind of ask, like, what do you have taken from there? And kind of like what, because I find that people that are from bigger cities, typically bigger cities um, evolve, are more progressive, are a little bit further down in the evolution than a smaller town. Um, at least I look at it in my industry and a lot of, a lot of trends come from big cities, typically New York and LA and they filter out and they kind of, you know, eventually come up here. Um, and I think a lot of that is true with Plattsburgh. Do you find that that's the case? Like you could see stuff in the, you know, greater Toronto area or Portland that you're like, we could totally replicate that, but we're X amount of years away from that, but we're on maybe the trajectory to hit that.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I do. I think... And I think there's like some nuances to that too, where, where if you just tried to replicate something, it wouldn't fit. It's creating that grassroots kind of evolution of it being its own thing, like taking those concepts, but then Mm -hmm. trying to apply them in this community context, um, trying to find a way for them to, to grow organically. I'm trying to think of like an example, um maybe i could I could give an example of um, like an event series we did last summer called Parks Come Alive, mm-hmm. um where we had little pop-up events in a couple of our different city parks. And we had it was like a three hour event on a Thursday afternoon, and there was um you know, a live band and a little beer garden and food trucks. And because it was at a park, there's a playground. And we had all these community organizations come out and they tabled at the event and promoted, you know, resources and just fun things to do in our community. It was like a celebration of just everybody in our community. And that, that idea was not like my own or, or the mayor's own. It was, it was taken from another city, but it complete it looked completely different, Mm -hmm. but it was this concept of like, let's have a pop-up. It was, I think, I think maybe Philadelphia was the city that does sort of these like pop-up events in their park, but they're done on this like huge scale and they have, huge sponsors and they're fancy and everything. And we were like, let's just take that and take the raw concept and like stick it in Plattsburgh and see how it resonates. And we were like flabbergasted with how many people showed up and just the like warmth that surrounded the event to like watch kids and older folks like in the community, like walking to the same place and like sitting and, you know, sitting on a Thursday afternoon, like all enjoying each other's company. I was like that, that was organic. It was maybe an idea taken from a bigger city, but we applied it to Plattsburgh and it was like, it became organically our own.
0: Um, one of the concepts I've, I heard at least in like the real estate land and, and I'm sure it's been elsewhere. It's called like R&D. Typically it's research and development, but R&D also means rip off and duplicate. And that's something that <laughs> yeah. really is the idea of like, don't reinvent the wheel. Like people have, have already thought this through. Like just, it's easy. Just copy. They like say copy, but
1: like yeah. you said, take it.
0: You know, take the raw idea and turn it into what you can do within the space. And yep. um, I think when you said actually, it's funny with uh, Philly. So my brother-in-law is out just outside Philly, so we were down in Philly one time, and we walked and there was a pop-up like bar, but it was up uh, outside and they had the lights strung up and they brought a bunch of uh, like wood chips were kind of the floor and they mm-hmm. brought you know it's just but it was outside it was beautiful. You're sitting mm-hmm. out and you're like looking up at the stars and it just kind of with this cool outdoor hang spot hangout spot, and we just happened to walk by it. now granted it was a bachelor party so it kind of worked out perfect so you're like oh we'll stop and and, you know and and, and have a couple drinks there but it was just the concept like this is cool and it doesn't it didn't seem like there was a lot to do with it i mean obviously there's you know you're talking about a municipality so there's probably some um you know uh permits and stuff that you need to get but realistically like as long as you can string up some lights and someone can build a couple makeshift little bars and stuff you could have a really cool experience locally and and i think that would be you know kind of that same idea it's like you know some obviously philly big area and i don't know who put that on or what but it just came about it's like you could you know is there an empty lot locally that you could just like throw this up a couple times a year and people yeah. just make it as like a little gateway Cause our yeah. summers are so beautiful here Enough. they're short but it's short season but they're awesome and i think the more you can get people out and about and just kind of mingling um yeah do, so can i
1: can i do i get to ask you you questions? can ask me yes <laughs> uh like do you, you may f- courtney <laughs> do you feel like- uh, this is a two-way conversation. Do you feel Do you feel like what you experienced there was just kind of like they created a vibe? Yeah. Like it was more about like set and setting?
0: It, You know when you go to like a house, and you might have this at your own house, like people, I see it a lot going around in houses, and people will turn their outside back area into like a retreat, and they have, you know, like I, I talk about the, I love going out and you have like the lights strung up because it's like mm-hmm. you turn all the lights off, but you just kind of have these like low, you know, warm lighting out there, and it just kind of sets a nice tone. You might have some... Seating and tables and a lot of it's geared around either relaxation, you know Whether it's by yourself or with a spouse or you know, maybe a group of friends for like a little dinner get-together um, Or just even like some cocktails like but that's a lot of what social like socialization happens and just relaxation But it said kind of turn it on its head and say okay If we're doing it uh, in my backyard with some buddies, why couldn't we replicate this in a community where? me my buddies and everybody else can come and it definitely set a vibe and it was, um, it was a mixture. I mean, it was obviously yeah. people were drinking, so it wasn't like a lot of young kids, but early twenties to well into sixties and seventies was just a bunch of different people there. And it was, uh, it was cool and it was yeah. kind of quiet. They had some like music playing and you know, it just, it was a, it was just a fun like highlight of the evening and we did it before we went to dinner. So you're kind of like bustling to go to do that, but then you just kind of stopped and like, you know, you were there for maybe an hour and 20 minutes, but it was just fun. And, yeah. um, I, I think, I think, well, actually a question, this is more for you cause I got a lot of questions on what you do and I think what you're doing is important. And I think for, and I guess for people that don't know you you're the community engagement coordinator, but in your own words, what would you consider that? Or what would be kind of like your elevator pitch on that, uh, title? um a role
1: i mean i guess in in, the i guess like the quick way i would explain it is i kind of have like a, a couple major buckets of work i i just like execute on you know some of the bigger events in our community um i manage a lot of the communications that come out of the city um and then i also do kind of like engagement on projects that the city is is working on if we need to solicit feedback from the public about something so those are kind of like the technical buckets but um like to speak about it in a more you know um like to speak to the why of what i do i I feel like without trying to I don't know, make myself bigger or anything, but I I feel, I feel like I I can provide a, a connection, a conduit between the community and the city. And I think what I hope to do through my role is to create like meaningful experiences and moments for people, residents in our community through events, through, you know, just the, 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 the betterment of, of Plattsburgh. I think it's about like connecting people It's a lot of things. It's about building community pride and community spirit. Sometimes I joke um, because I, I, again, I was like a band geek, but I was also in student government and I was like at one point the minister of spirit in high school. like the nerdiest minis- minister of magic yeah Europe. yeah i yeah. know well you know canada we have ministers right it's that's, like that's, so it was I like a that. very canadian so i was the minister <laughs> of spirit like the dopiest thing but sometimes i joke with my husband about how i'm kind of like, like the spirit minister spirit. of spirit in <laughs> because i'm just you know i'm the one that's like out there putting banners up and <laughs> hanging out in the park do you do know you have, with the music and stuff it, no i the definitely cave, <laughs> like a cloak
0: (laughs) a cloak that's it someone needs to
1: but i do i do see myself you know as having that role of trying to you know create vibrancy within city hall i i'm trying to work with groups to you know have people come into the into city hall and use it as as a place where people can can exchange ideas and gather we just hosted um the plattsburgh arts coalition information session Um, you know, so trying, trying to open the doors of city hall, um, trying to increase communication and transparency through, you know, city hall. So just through different communication channels, like our website and social media, and then, you know, more traditional forms of, of media, just making sure that people feel informed. And, um, I always, if I can be so transparent with you, like I, I mean, that could be a whole job in and of itself. And so I, I think sometimes I carry this this weight of feeling like I could be always saying so many things, you know, but we try, we try to get out updates and information as best as we can.
0: So coming again, kind of looking at Plattsburgh and, and have you visited Plattsburgh prior to living here? You said your husband's from around here.
1: Yeah. I, I, I've been coming since, you know, we started dating in, in university. So I, I, but it was always over like a Christmas holiday and we'd go to Whiteface or, or something. So Mm -hmm. I, I, yeah, I remember going to a couple of yoga classes in okay. downtown Plattsburgh.
0: <laughs> Hot yoga or whatever they had there. Yeah,
1: like the the yoga studio across from the public library when that was still in there. Oh yeah. It was called yep. Trinity. And uh and going to Irises and stuff. But no, we never really were in Plattsburgh proper. So it was very much moving to a brand new city when I got here.
0: So if you if you looked at it in the last, you know, three years or so, if what what is the thing that excites you most about Plattsburgh?
1: Hmm. Well, I, again, I, so I've got this limited viewpoint of, I got here in 2019 and I was here for six months and then the pandemic happened. And, um, I started kind of doing community work when the pandemic happened, which is kind of interesting, sounds kind of strange, but that's when I was really starting to connect with people like all virtually and started to realize that there was like a lot of people, with small businesses or small, you know, they were makers, artisans, artists that wanted to do things. Um, there was this like swell to want to have markets and gather and, and do kind of interesting events. Before I worked at the city, I worked at City Well, which is oh, yeah, yeah. where yep. chapter one is. Yep. Um, and I worked with the owners of Citywell on doing events. And, um, I just started to notice that there was like this, there was a crew of people who wanted to like, do things downtown and make downtown vibrant and interesting. It's when I met um, the women who own the Link Arts Center and we started talking about this idea of having trying to do First Fridays in the city. And so I started to notice that there was just people doing interesting things um, and wanting to connect with other people. And and that that was fascinating to me. And I feel like maybe since then, at least in my perspective, there's been kind of like a swell to bring... Things back to the downtown and try to have you know programming at the Strand and markets and downtown events and you know Battle Plotsburg were coming back after the pandemic. Um, There's just been like an interest I think in trying to like bring some of the vibrancy. I I don't know maybe there's what do you think like is there a trend of you might know this from your real estate perspective is there a trend of kind of like young families coming back to the area?
0: I I don't I mean I have no. Real facts to back that up, like, tangible facts. I think if you look at, you know, I've, I've I've had this conversation before with people. If you look at, like, I grew up in locally, and I never really moved away. And I think when I look at when I was a kid, I always felt that Plattsburgh, the city, had, you know, quite a bit going on. And there were some other, like, places around the area I felt had... You know, like Rouse's Point is a perfect example. Rouse's Point was more vibrant than it is now. And, that you know, they obviously lost a big um, employer probably about 15 um, plus years ago and I think are still in recovery mode from that. Never, I, I, I would call that like the glory days of, of Rouse's Point, at least mm. in my lifetime, where I felt it was very p- vibrant. I think that Plattsburgh was the same. I think there was a vibrancy. I think that, And then I think it kind of lost some steam. Um, you know, I would probably say in the last... 10 years or so, I think it kind of went through like a little bit of a low where it just lost a little bit of steam. I feel that there's more momentum in Plattsburgh, at least in the city over the last few years, which is good. Um, obviously I know there's been some change, you know, obviously with leadership in the city and things and that always, you know, new people bring new changes and stuff. And I think that the idea is that you're constantly trying to evolve and grow and make things better and kind of work off of what was there before. Um, as for young people, though, staying in the area, I don't know because I always look at a lot of things as I don't want to put an age bias on it mm-hmm. because 15 years ago, I'm 33. So 15 years ago, I was an 18 year old that really was, I mean, right? 18 year old, as we look back now, you don't really know what the heck's going on in life. So I feel like you I think, you know, <laughs> yeah, you think, you know, but like, you know, you knew Plattsburgh, you knew a couple of events, but I didn't know the, mm-hmm. you know, as much of I want I to say the inner workings, but just the connectivity and how things kind of work on a, a larger scale when you're actually living and doing stuff day to day um, and mm-hmm. you actually have invested interest in the area. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think there's a bias there, in my opinion, where I'd say like, oh, it's better in the old days. Like I don't want to get into that because again, <laughs> no my, my perspective was such a young age versus where I'm at now. I do think that there is a little bit more of like a pride feeling amongst um, some people. I don't... Not amongst, I think, enough that it should. I think there should be more people that have that. Like I'm from Plattsburgh. I, I take pride in being from Plattsburgh. I don't, yeah. for lack of a better term, I don't shit on Plattsburgh. Like I think, I think yeah. the idea is that if you have enough people that are optimistic and that are willing to put the work in, you can do a lot of great things. The neg, the that's the positive. The negative is when you have people that you know aren't going to do anything, but they those people have no problem voicing their opinion and opinions. <laughs> Really, words are easy. I could say the greatest thing in the world right now, but if I'm not going to act on it, which takes way more work than me saying something, it's never going to materialize. And I think that if you have people that are willing to walk the walk and do what they say they're going to do, there's a ton of smart people. I think locally, I think there's a ton of smart people in every, you know, like I said, whether it's the city, it's the town, it's the county, it's other places. There's a ton of people. I think in um, in government. I think in just small businesses and i think in you know like you said in different leadership roles around the city that can make a big difference Mm -hmm. but things take time and i think people aren't patient and i think people look at what you're doing and say you've been doing this for you know well well, i'm gonna round three years um maybe less maybe less than say maybe
1: two this in this summer
0: so if you take everything you've done in two years and you probably have a good perspective on this now you know having done this for a while but you know, two years is like a blink of an eye. Oh, yeah. And really, a lot of your plans right now, I think you're still in a very much a, a learning process and feeling things out and like testing. Like that worked. The park thing, that worked. Can we do it again? Can we build off that? Can yep. we maybe take what worked from that and the general, like you said, the general theme of it and replicate it in another way, you know, whether an event or yeah something in the winter.
1: Yeah, we're but, like, yeah, we're like throwing a little bit of spaghetti on the wall. We're building off of like prior things that you know doing a do like for just for that example like big fun events have been done in the parks before it's not like a new novel concept like in Plattsburgh Mm -hmm. and there was one that happened in South Acres Park for quite a while and it was it was sponsored by Fidelis and they put it on and it was like this really big fun thing and then that kind of like died out and then I and then when we were bringing this parks come alive to the to the table someone had mentioned hey like reach out to fidelis and see if they want to be a part of it and we reached out and they were like let's get it going again and so sometimes it's even just revisiting something and bringing some like freshness to it yeah and getting it kind of like fanning the flames and getting it back going but yeah i mean gosh you said a lot of things there that i i I resonate
0: i want to go back to like the idea like the the words and the actual doing do you find that what's your experience with that with like ideas like do you find that ideas are like plentiful but it's just a lack of people or lack of you know um like i said manpower to actually make it happen or people yeah. that want to step up and do it or do you feel that it's like no i feel like we have a lot of people and we have we have enough people to make it happen but it doesn't happen overnight like i guess where do you think yeah. on that scale things would be
1: i i Uh, Yeah, I think you're right, you know, and especially now that we have social media, it's really easy for people to get on there and kind of get in the echo chamber of maybe negativity or or complaining and, you know, and then everybody kind of starts to get down with each other on Plattsburgh or whatever it is and and then everyone's, you know, saying stuff but not actually moving it into action. The other thing I worry about with, with folks, I guess in a city context too, is, you know, seeing people talk about stuff in, in in forums or chat rooms or groups, and they're not bringing it to the proper or to, to a yeah. channel that actually could make the change on it. You know, a lot of our elected officials... Like, you know, to be frank, a lot of our elected officials, some of them are, but a lot of them are not on social media, no. like, searching for folks, voicing their... Like, if, if we gotta we got to call them. We got to show up at meetings. We got to write letters, you know, and people do. Mm-hmm. But I think if more people... Maybe channeled some of the stuff that's just kind of going out into the ether, into this the spaces where folks are actually going to read it and see. Like, woof! I just had twenty people call me about this. Like, we got to do something. Mm-hmm. Versus, like, you see sometimes threads where they've got two hundred comments and everybody, you know. So,
0: and some very passionate about.
1: Yeah. One yeah. side
0: or the other. Or, yeah.
1: Yeah. So I think I think it's like taking those words and putting you know putting that passion into the channels that you know can actually affect the change. I think to the, something else you were saying, you know, this is what did I used to <laughs> I'm like I'm like having a flashback when I did youth work in Toronto, we would do a lot of like youth leadership things and one that we would like share this really simple equation with little kids when they were like, you know what should I what should I do with my life? And it was just called like gift plus issue equals change. and it it's just this yeah. idea that like you take your gifts, your strengths, the things that you love doing, that you get lost in, that you just do because you love doing it. And then you combine them with the issues that you care about. And then that's how you create change in the community. So I think like that's become, <laughs> this is like very simple math equation, <laughs> has become kind of foundational to a lot of the things that I do. I, I, you know, I, I love working with the community. I take, um, I enjoy being around people and conversations and connecting and I love different ideas and then finding ways to combine them. Um, you know, those are those are just natural talents that I have and then, you know, I see issues or gaps in our community that people want to like affect change and I try to combine those things together and, you know, get something and maybe people could like think of that as a, as a guiding, you know. Don't just affect change on anything. Like, there's so many issues mm-hmm. but, but pick the one that you feel the most passionate about and like just kind of Focus on that because it's inevitably everything's interconnected. It's inevitably going to have an effect on something else. Maybe people feel like there's so many things that they don't even know where to start. It's like just start with one thing.
0: So how do you um, kind of? Well, actually, I love what you just said. One of my favorite books I read it was called "It's called the One Thing." It's like about prioritizing and and, and uh, you know kind of productivity and stuff. And I mean, literally to the point, I, I gifted out more I think than any book I've ever had. But it's it's great. But what when you look at that, like how do you prioritize? at you know at the city in your role like you said there's so many things we can affect there's so many ideas um you know I, i'm i'm sure there's some uh i want to say restrictions but i'm sure there's some factors you have to play within obviously like budgets a thing timing of the year how many people are helping you but um how do you prioritize what you want to focus on or what you want to go after um and what do you have to say no to and say man that, those are those three are really good ideas but i really got to focus on these couple of events like how does that how does that filtering process happen for you?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's a good question. I think, um, how do I like say it succinctly? <laughs> um, I yeah, I think I think that I can't do any of the things that I do in the space of like events and community work without other community organizations um, and or just people, individuals to come and help. So a lot of times, if if someone comes to the table and they're like we want this to happen, but we're going to be a part of this and we want to like walk with you through it. I'm like, yeah, let's, let's make it happen. I think an example I can think of with that is the last year we put on the Lake City Art Fest for the first time. And that was done with the Plattsburgh Arts Coalition, which was kind of like this newly formed group in the, in the community that wants to support artists. And, um, I personally was like, oh, I'd love to see an art festival or something that celebrates the art in our community. But like, I am one person and there's no way that I could do that. Mm-hmm. But then this group, we connected and sort of talked about it. And it was like, yeah, like, let's, let me partner. You're the experts. You're the artist. So you know what should be at an art festival. Mm-hmm. I, I mean, I've played the saxophone, but... Yeah. <laughs> I'm not gonna <laughs> program an art festival, but I can help you navigate the permits and the you know the contracts and <laughs> the fundraising yeah. and you know stuff like that. You know, so let's let's collaborate and work. And so I think that is a big guiding factor. I work super closely with like Plattsburgh Sunrise Rotary or the 1814 group to like you know. There's no way that just one person in the city could put those things on. So I think that's a big factor. Um, I think trying to bring things to the community that focus on just like being free, being family friendly, being positive and celebrating something about Plattsburgh, whether it's celebrating food and drink, music or community organizations. I think most of the things we do try to focus on the things or our history and culture. So it's like, let's highlight like all of our local food trucks or all of our local artists. Like I think trying to just highlight what makes this area great um is is kind of also what determines what we what we put our focus towards
0: yeah I I, I uh I always like when people kind of go back to like the, you said the uh the positivity and the the aspect of it's, it's kind of like glass half full and I think that if you really look if you have enough people looking at it it's like Plattsburgh is a glass half full town where it's like it's just it's good like we're, we're full and you can take advantage of what we have and I think it's very, I kind of go back and I don't want to harp on like the negative aspect, but if you see something in the city like you don't like it for whatever reason, it's you have two options. Like you can complain about it, which typically doesn't really go far unless you like you said you bring it to the, the people that might be able to do something about it. And then you really have to like I always find that when you're in a something you don't like, you have three three. Um, things that you can do about it. You can confront it, meaning you take it head on and try to make some change. You accept it or you just somehow just leave. Mm-hmm. Or, um, And I mean leave, meaning if you don't like plastic, then leave. <laughs> or you can do something about it, which means to talk to the right people and kind of uh, have those conversations head on. Or you just accept it. Mm-hmm. And I think most people... When you go through all those and you start giving them the option, it's like, well, I don't want to do anything about it. Say, so, okay, so you can accept it or you can leave. Mm-hmm. like, well, I don't want to leave. Okay, then accept it. Well, I don't want to accept it. So then you're in this like spiral of, yes. well, you got to pick a lane and yeah. you got to <laughs> pick one. And really, if you don't want to do anything, your best bet is, I think, just get out of the way and let, and not be, um, not be like an obstacle for someone that is trying to make a positive change. And I think if people look at it as, you know, yesterday, perfect example, we went to it was my wife's birthday so i you know i kind of took the day off and we were kind of just hanging out we had a good good time and we were like okay we're gonna go eat she wanted to go to this i'm not gonna say the restaurant she want to go to a specific restaurant so we go and it's a wednesday and i'm like okay it's fine so we show up at the restaurant and they're not they're only doing takeout it's not like dine-in mm-hmm. which it just happened to be the the week and, I, and you can look at it as like this sucks i hate this restaurant And there was a split second of disappointment of like, I was looking forward to that. But in my head, I was like, it's fine. It's not the end of the world. And I know how hard it is to run businesses. You know how hard it is for people. Like, it's hard to do stuff. Like, life's hard. And I think if you look at whatever that situation might be, instead of like bashing this place, it's like, okay, just like my choice is like, I accept it. Move on. Now what's plan B? And just Mm -hmm. like be positive. But I think, and that's a small example. But I think if people had more of the mindset of like, let's not harp on these very minor issues that really are an inconvenience versus a problem. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And you could find a path or find a secondary place to go. I think we're going to have a better, I think just in general, like society goes further. And I think in Plattsburgh, I think we are a smaller area. I think we're more of a leaner area, meaning you have to use your resources. You have to use some, um, you know, um, elbow grease and you have to kind of get down and dirty and make things happen. But I think you need In order to do that, then everybody has to be at least bringing a positive mindset. A positive mindset's free; like you, you have it, and like, and I think it's just a it's a choice you make.
1: Yep, I agree.
0: So I guess from your perspective, adding all these things in, like, do you find that you have enough of that, like, that, like, hey, we're gonna make this happen, or do you find that that's like an uphill battle? You're trying to, you know, persuade people to get on board, and like, Mm -hmm. hey, this could be fun and could be positive.
1: I think that maybe it was like a year into this position. So I I manage like the city's social media um, accounts, and <laughs> so when you when Surprise, you comment you know behind it. <laughs> when you comment, this is who is reading them, and I read I can read some pretty awful stuff to be honest you know uh, that's what I'm you know and I've been doing a lot of learning in terms of like sharing the information but also using the appropriate channels because sometimes you're just like I know if I'm going to put this up it's only going to create an echo chamber of negativity Mm -hmm. and so can we instead find a a better way to you know communicate this message or I mean certain things just need to be communicated like we're going to put a parking van up because there's a snowstorm and there's going to be people who don't like it and that's just but we got to put it yeah, up you know but yeah. the, you know then there's there's some hot button topics and you know that when you communicate about them they're going to get but anyway so i read all the comments the both the private and the public
0: and oh the private must be fun Oh
1: goodness it's <laughs> yeah and i and i did i hit a wall about a year ago where i was just like this stinks like People are just so mean and I could put up like something that's celebrating like the nicest thing, like puppies and kittens in Plattsburgh and someone would find something that negative. That dog's are on a leash.
0: It's like, okay, like, I know, relax, like someone like... would
1: find something and you know, I had, I, you know what I did is I, I chatted with their, you know, I chatted with some folks in the community who like do social media for a living. I chatted with some folks who were in similar positions to me in the past and just got some perspective and realized like, you know what, it's just part of the job I'm gonna have to grow a little bit of a thick skin and now I just kind of cut it out because what I realized and what I learned from talking to people about it was like you put something out there and the people who don't like it are, are the ones who comment but there's like double that who do like it and they're the they don't say anything mm-hmm. and I think a lot of times people don't want to engage in social media even in a positive way because they're like it's just gonna put something else out there and I don't want to be part of the rhetoric and so it's like I guess I guess I had to I had to come to that realization to be like I just have to keep doing this and I just have to keep being positive and I'm going to seek out the folks in this community who want to be positive with me Mm -hmm. and like that's what I get so much energy from is like I get to go like I don't I don't have an office staff. I am an office of one and everybody else I, I work with at City Hall are doing their own very important roles and so I have to, like I have to go find my coworkers in the community and, and I do and I get to work with like amazing people and like I don't know if you're listening and you want to work with me <laughs> I'm so open to Slide it. Slide into the DMs. <laughs> Not my personal though, please No 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 City of Plattsburgh. City of Plattsburgh City at City of Plattsburgh um, yeah. <laughs> I actually think it might be Discover Plattsburgh. Uh, I'm just saying, I think it's Discover. <laughs> discover Plattsburgh. Um, so anyway, I guess all that to say is like, yes, there's definitely days where you just feel like, you know, you're getting dogged on stuff that you're like, can everyone just take a minute and, we, you know, can we all get through this together? But people are going to be negative. You can't change that. That's kind of unfortunately the the space of, of social media. Um, but there are for for those people there's like double the amount that do think that like positive things are happening or think positively and I just keep seeking those people out and trying to empower them and lift them up in ways that I can so that they can like push forward what they want to achieve in our community
0: well I think and I'm just kind of flipping through uh it's it's discover underscore platform oh thank you (laughs) And that's a good I follow. I love it. so it's a good page so you are you posting all these photos and taking those photos for the most part? Are they submitted? Kind of
1: so, yeah, I post everything. Um actually, she's she's like on the main square right now, but Here. there's a woman named Beth Grant. Yeah, and she's just this community volunteer who comes to all the events and takes great photos. and she just graciously allows me to use, you know, I always try to give her credit um for the things that are hers. but, she actually like creates so much of my content. Like she just goes yeah. to the events and takes all these great pictures and there's other people and volunteers in the community that do that too. Or it's me or yeah, I'll I'll find photos and I'll ask people to, if I can use them. But, um, you know, like I'm just looking at what you're looking at right now on our feed. Like there's, there's small business owners up there. Mr. Ben. There's Mr. Ben. My kids love Mr. Ben. Man, He's, that, was, that he, was... He visits a preschool. They actually like visit him too. One of my favorite moments when we gave him a key to the city. That was so nice last year. So that's what I mean. Like, man, Mr. Ben. We get Mr. Ben at the public library. Come on. Plattsburgh's amazing. Yeah. Like...
0: <laughs> Oh, it, oh, even uh, Bailey. Remember him doing the soccer thing. That was like a big oh my gosh, Bailey, event.
1: Bailey raised like eight thousand dollars for our community parks. Like it's just that's what I mean. You know, like it. The positivity is out there, and I do try, and I'm trying um, my best to try to just bring those types of stories, especially especially on our Instagram, where to me I feel like that communication channel is really meant to be positive and uplifting, and just highlight. The people and the community of Plattsburgh and just trying to show, you know, everybody that.
0: Well, it's uh, like it's your billboard, you know, I mean, it's kind of like there's you actually have billboards in Plattsburgh. But I mean, it's your community. It's your wall. It's like where you post. And I think, you know, I look at it from an engagement standpoint. I mean, you know, like I said, you got the mayor, you have I mean, you have events that you're doing. You just have like just random things like I live here and I'm like. I didn't know people were out dressed as dinosaurs. You know, I mean, it's kind of a funny thing, but the idea of what they're raising awareness for and it's like when you you look at a lot of things that go on, most people just live their day to day. So like that's where yeah, I follow a couple things just cuz it's kind of I don't really like watching the news. I'm not a news guy because it's just a lot of headlines and doom and gloom and was it, it you know if it you know the idea of just like bad stuff kind of draws draws attention and stuff and I don't like that. I'm, I'm like I'd rather look at local stuff that highlights Mr. Ben getting a key to the city or highlights, you know, like, you know, like I said, the, the, you know, the, uh, the tannin booms coming up and that was a big yeah. event last year, last year, right? They yeah. first year they did it. Yeah. yeah. So I, and I didn't go to it, but I know again, young kids, it's hard to get out of the house and do a lot of those things. But, um, you know, you saw pictures from it and I heard just, you know, rumblings around town of just people that went and just were like, Oh, that was so cool. And, and, that's great. you know, and I think it's but uh, that's like thinking outside the box kind of thing. But, um, yeah, I think. I think the people that are negative, and this is this is something I've found even in my business, is like you're you're gonna have people that will say good things about you. For everything that someone says something good about you, there's many more that think it. And then for everybody that says something bad, there's many more that might think it, but at a very mm-hmm. a lesser X scale of like X times whatever that number is. So I feel that anybody that's actually reaching out, majority of those people make a very small group and they're mm-hmm. very I typically don't put a lot of stock into it because you also have to kind of – I don't want to stereotype, but like certain people that are commenting, you kind of just put it in perspective of like, okay, this is probably not that big of a deal. Where if I had like something and you, who I think is a, a very logical, sane, smart you know, person, said something – about it, I would think more about it than some random person just like shooting off because they had a bad day and whatever. So yeah. I do kind of put stuff in perspective that way. And then you also look at I'm always big on intent. So if my intent is good, and I think the person that can judge intent is always yourself. Like mm-hmm. you, if you're, if you understand yourself enough or self aware enough, I know when I screw up, I know when I do well, I know when I might screw up, but my intention was to do well. <laughs> And you, you learn from it, but you don't beat yourself up over it. And I think a lot of your role, especially when you're running a social media account, as long as your I find your intention is good, not everybody's going to agree with it. But if you can like live with it at the end of the day and be like, you know what, I'm doing a great job and I think we did a good event. Or we did an okay event, but I feel like I can improve here. Well, you yeah. learn and adapt and get better, yeah. but you don't lose sleep over it. And then I also want to take a really negative comment to heart because really at the end of the day... It, kind of the idea it, like your own your own judge and jury is yourself really at yeah, the end of the day so
1: yeah. yeah you i always just think about yeah it, the, the negativity maybe reflects more on that person than than anything that you're doing anyway and you you just think like gosh that person just must be having a really hard time or a bad day and yeah. this is kind of like unfortunately the the outlet that it's coming on and yeah you, you do kind of see the same cast of characters that tend to when you're monitoring, you know, an account that often you kind of are like, oh, and there's so and so again, yep. and you know, we've come to expect it, and that's just. And with the city stuff, um, you can't unless it's uh, it it violates one of our um, community guidelines. You can't take stuff down. Like people, it's it's public speech, it's free mm-hmm. speech, and so you do have to really. Also understand when you're in this sphere that like you're you're providing a platform for everybody and that's the concept of that remains important and integral I think with like the role of a municipality on social media is like we we are entering we're meeting people where they're at they're on social media we need to use this as a communication channel to get information to people um, you know that that is important and we also have to recognize that like this has now become a place for people to voice their 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 opinions and i think that that's probably in that space of where municipalities need to also be evolving and being like you know look if if the majority of folks are starting to voice their their issues over this platform then maybe like city officials need to meet folks where they're at and be a little bit more attentive to those things Mm -hmm. um so i think there's a balance as well you know it's it's just modernizing
0: well, I was going to say, because you're also speaking not just for Courtney, not just for City Hall, but for a community. So like municipality, even though it's coming from City Hall, but you're still, your voice on a platform as a solo person really carries the weight of more people because you have to put that, like I can post anything, and it's me speaking. If I'm posting on the behalf of a lot of people, thousands of people, then like you have to have a different language and maybe you have yeah. to not say exactly how you would say it, but you have to say it, you know, you have to put it through a filter of, hey, this is, speaking for more than just myself it's kind of like a politician like you do oh, yeah. but you really should represent your constituents yeah. and that's more than just a few people um no I think it's I think it's good and I think a lot of it is like I said you can with you can kind of pull out that information and and uh really learn from it and use it as a tool to get better and to kind of improve the stuff that you guys are doing so when you first came here one of the things did were you part of ADKYP
1: um, I, I don't think I events. ever officially joined, but okay. I did come to a couple, you know, that could have been one of the first places. I feel like places. we
0: met Matt, I was trying to think, um, and I it don't... It was,
1: I, the first, I do remember the first one. Um, it was at, uh, Valcour Brewing upstairs. It was kind of like a speed dating. Okay. And you know what's crazy, uh, cr- interesting, is that I actually, I can remember a couple folks that I met there, and I, and I, I still keep in touch with them. I do a lot of work oh, nice. with them. Yeah. 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 Like that... What a what a powerhouse group of people! Like that was before the pandemic, and even just from when I met some of those people, I remember at the speed dating tables they were like pitching, "Here's what I'm working on. Here's what I'm kind of interested in doing." And like they have done it, like a couple three years later. Yeah. So I I'm not gonna like name names, but no, it's fine. Just but, really good.
0: Well, ADKYP, I find it, like people coming to the area because there's a lot of stuff. You know, kind of reading about you, we talk about like, you know, the youthfulness, and I think you know the a community is is it's a mixture of a lot of people. I do think though a younger demographic though becomes your future naturally because just through the age process. So like now I'm in my thirties, but I would still say like young you know, people, 10 years younger than me have a different perspective than me. And I'm different yeah. than someone that's 40, 50, 60 years old. So I think that Adirondack and professionals is a group that a lot of, um, there's a lot, like, if you go to one of those events, or you are partaking in a group like that, you're not the normal youthful person. Like, you're going out of your way to try to connect with people that are younger. Yeah. Um, not, re- you know, you know, it's networking. It's scary. If you yeah, you're show like up putting and you,
1: yourself out there. Yeah, you don't yeah. know who these
0: people are. And like, I don't know, I'm going to go to this event because it looks cool. And I feel like it's cool. And I think anybody that steps through the door... Has gotten over some, I won't say a fear, but has gotten at least into a step where they made a decision to go out of their way to go to this event. And they're yeah. after hours and mm-hmm. it's like, I could go home and watch TV, but I'm not. I'm going to semi get dressed up and go out to this event and meet people. Yeah. Uh, especially for people that aren't from, you weren't from around here and you, you kind of put yourself out there. But I think a lot of those people, they have that. I think they're also a mixture of they're trying to figure their lives out too. Because mm-hmm. 20s... Um, Oh, yes. I don't think anybody has their life figured out in their 20s, yep. you know, and I think even now, like, in my, like, personally, in my early th- early 30s, I've been doing stuff consistently for a while, but I still don't have things figured out. And it's like, I'm still second guessing and making yeah. changes and plans.
1: Well, now we're navigating parenthood. And
0: that, well, that's, and that's kind <laughs> of why water. I'm not <laughs> as involved in ADKYP yeah. anymore is that, you know, that, that, that takes time away from mm-hmm. you know our outside world so um I always feel like this is not really like well really cool. this is like my second life my first life is like at home with three kids you know and people don't see that about me but like as you know yeah. you spend one more time at home with your yeah, kids than you do like, out and about yeah
1: you like you put your work clothes on and you feel like you're a completely different
0: person. <laughs> my
1: a, my kid I put my work clothes on they're like wow mom <laughs> Like they and they're like super little, but they kind of know there's like a yeah yeah mom does something else and just like play with our
0: toys and watch TV and hang out and cook and my daughter
1: says the funniest things because she knew she knew that I worked at City Well and I take her there sometimes I I I work on the art at City uh, City uh, It left where city well was chapter one there there's art that goes up on the wall and I and I coordinate all of that and I bring her to that and then but then I also work at city hall now and she's very confused she's like mom like where she's four she's like mom are you going to city well today are you going to the hall I'm like no the hall
0: (laughs) and and of course right there they're like right across the road But to her it might as well be an older town away you know yeah I I love it um but (laughs) no it's good um but yeah so the the when you have like the you know that young group that are kind of figuring out and making connections, and a lot of them are really good buddies of mine to this day that I, you know, even though I met them five, six, seven years ago, a lot of them are people I talk to certainly every month, but sometimes weekly, sometimes could be more than that, uh, depending on the topic and the the time of year, but um, I think that that's a great way to get people in, and I'm always a big proponent of if you're younger, don't really know, you know, you don't know a lot of people and you want to get yourself out there, ADKYP is a strong group to instantly kind of immerse yourself in a community. Yeah. And you make connections, you open doors, you open opportunities, you become smarter, you become more aware, you become... And again, a lot of them turn into really good friends that you don't just go to those events anymore. You hang out outside of work times and have fun. Yeah, And And, um,
1: yeah, you just, you start to meet people that... Like now I, I call back on that and I'm like, oh, I could... Call on so and so to help me. I know that they've got an interest in this. Yeah. Isn't this one person in real estate? Isn't this one person part of like a recruiting group? Like you know, mm-hmm. and you kind of connect back in, and yeah. it's like, yeah, it's kind of like you're just building your little web of connection when you when you do that. Mm-hmm. And um, it's scary, but it's definitely. Uh, I think you got to kind of dip your toes in. I was gonna, I was thinking though, like, do you think that it's it's getting harder to do that kind of in person networking, like post-pandemic but also just
0: I don't know if it'd be harder I I feel like it's dipped in the amount of participants and again I'm this is a very broad stroke because I personally have gone to probably five percent of what I normally would have gone to um and it had pre-pandemic and it purely has to do with me having three kids like that's um if I didn't have three kids I would probably go to every single one of them and I did for years go to a lot of them um so I would say I'm an outlier in the sense that my reasoning is totally stage of my life. If it's a matter of people going, I feel like the attendance in certain things look less to me. Mm-hmm. But I don't know for a fact. Like I don't go to ADKYP enough. If I went, I could realize, I could probably look and be like, actually, there's like 40 people every single event. And mm-hmm. it was maybe 20 to 25 when I went. So um, I don't know. I don't know the numbers on that.
1: I'm thinking as, as you're talking like, there should be. There's 80k y p, and then there needs to be like 80k young parents, graduate school. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> who work, <laughs> and yeah. we meet on like I don't know what time you could. It's like we can either meet
0: like 11 o'clock on Saturday before naps, 11
1: o'clock before naps, or like 8 o'clock at night after everyone's gone to bed.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> and it's only by Zoom.
0: Well, yeah, that's it. Yeah, and and uh, no, but I find there there is kind of a weird gap there, and it, and again, I always look at. You know everything's like you kind of lion king like the circle of life but it it truly is like it's it's different i heard this term this would have been 2022 the idea of like a season of your life and like Mm -hmm. your seasons of your life are different like my and this was something i consciously did in the last year to 18 to 24 months is i had to like consciously take a step back i'd consciously like pull myself away from opportunity i had to consciously give up some opportunity Mm -hmm. both opportunity, financial, things that I'm certainly not maximizing because I'm trying to maximize taking care of three young children. My wife's going back to – she's in graduate school. Um, We got a lot of stuff going on that we typically have a tendency to just go, 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 go kind of deal and realize like you got to kind of give yourself some grace and be like, okay, listen, you're not Superman. You can't do everything and change your expectations. So my expectation now – is I feel like I work really hard and efficient, and I've gotten better, but I also feel and I had this conversation last week with somebody, I feel like I'm doing the same amount of work, but I'm getting probably a quarter of the accolades, quarter of the the um, f- fulfillment on like a, I guess like a, I want to say material level, but something you could show for it. Mm-hmm. Like you can't show for a lot of the work I've been doing personally it's like behind closed doors sitting at a desk you know slamming my head against the wall trying to figure out problems and solutions and make things better that nobody's probably going to know except i will and our company will and other people will eventually benefit from it in the same token is my time that i'm able to work has been shrunk because i have to drop the kids off or pick the kids up or mm-hmm. just you know as a parent yeah a lot of they rely on mom and dad for a lot of stuff so um so the time that I can put forth to certain things has shortened. So my expectation level has gone down and I'm comfortable. Like it's kind of one, like I'm accepting of myself in my stage of life, knowing that this is a season of my life, like a couple years from now will be totally different. And then I can change at that point. It's so
1: hard to like bring that perspective, especially if you're kind of, you know, on that upward trajectory and you're always kind of like, in that performance mode and mm-hmm. you know and that trend gosh that transition from non-parent to parent whether you work or don't or whatever the situation like no one I, maybe i sound so cliche but like no one prepares you for that and like no. huge identity shift i know for me personally yeah big, like i feel like you'd asked me a, a while a while ago you asked me a question about kind of like what's what's changed in the last 10 years i think you're asking about my career mm-hmm. And immediately in my mind, before I kind of formulated my answer, I thought about, like, becoming a mom. Like, that has been just, like, a single defining shift of, like, how I prioritize, what I think about things, how I think about things, how I, like, what energy I can give to certain things and not. But I I think it's, like, for the better, you know? I think you you have to get really clear on, like what you can do and what you want to do and then kind of like give yourself the grace. I'm not saying I I do this well or perfectly or anything, but it's like that act of trying to do it. I
0: think you're aware of it too. And I think that, and again, I'm just, there's some parents I find that probably will never do, it's like anything else. Like some parents just won't get it or don't get it or or are fine doing that. We're all different. So we all have our own level of like what we think is comfortable. My my level of comfortability is like, one I don't want to miss out on these times like I don't want to like be a stranger to my kids and I think I heard this thought the or I heard this quote um and I read it somewhere and uh the quote was they asked this guy and they said like oh like he was successful in whatever business he was doing and they said like you know you have all this stuff like how do you define success and the guy's answer was when all of my, what was it? All of my kids want to come home for Christmas and spend Christmas with us. Like, mm. and this is like, an, you know, an older gentleman. He's got, you know, kids and grandchildren and his thing wasn't like, hey, I did all these big deals and had all these accolades and things. It was like, hey, do, just like my, like, that's kind of what I look at. Like, do my, are my three kids going to want to be a part of my life when I'm older? And And I've thought about this. I know it's like weird and kind of morbid because you get like thinking about going older, but I look at like, I don't want to, because there's, there's sponges right now. So if I there's things that I don't do. And I'm not a neurotic, like, crazy parent. I'm usually pretty chill and laid back. And I try to... Um, I really work on parenting. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say I focus on parenting and learning how to be a better parent. it's so what's uh, the whole job? It's a it's, job.
1: It, I, I think... Do you feel like... Sorry to cut you off, no, but oh, yeah. do, you, do you feel like a parent... Of this time like we are we have burdened ourselves with that job a little bit more than maybe previous Um, generations I'm speaking in generalities I
0: think if you and again I'm gonna go with the idea that there's gonna be some age bias here because my memory when I was younger to now but I would say that the same way that kids in school have it I want to say difficult or easier but it's different than when we went to school like perfect example I, we weren't as connected with our friends when we went to school we went to school we left and we were home yeah. we didn't have social media we didn't have you know just the everybody at your fingertips all day long mm-hmm. um you were really able to um compartmentalize school family friends activities whatever that gamut ran in your life you could do that i think the lines are blurred more for kids that are students i also think that's the same for us as adults where you know now like one of the biggest issues that you see a lot of people talk about is like how do I develop a time where I give attention to my kids and I'm not staring at a screen and all of a sudden I feel like I'm neglecting my kids but I'm not even act I'm not even trying to It was just a habit or something yeah or like
1: like, I think a lot about how um our kids are so young that they don't have the context of like they don't know like we use our phones for everything and they mm -hmm. don't they don't know they're not a mind reader of what we're looking at so it's like I could be Doing something really important on my phone, like, you know, I'm looking up how, you know, what we're going to cook for dinner tonight, yeah. or, you All know, something that's like very much for for their benefit. Or I'm like setting a timer because, like, my toddler only works on timers right now. <laughs> it's yeah. like, so bad. Yeah. here, press the timer button because you've got two more minutes to do, you know, but, or I could also just be doing something kind of like aimless or, you know, or work focused or something, but they don't see any of that context. They just mm-hmm. see us looking at a phone. And I'm always like, gosh, what are they? What are they seeing by you know just us having a phone in our and face i, I think
0: time. we beat ourselves up for it too i think at times um it's kind of like anything else i heard this good quote the other day it's like don't it was, it was around the imposter syndrome it's like don't don't think about yourself that much because nobody else is like really everybody's thinking about themselves and yeah. and not, not that they don't care about other people but you're in your head all day long At least like, I know I am so to- it's like
1: toddler motto right there yeah so it's like you know if
0: I'm sitting there I'm like oh my god Courtney's probably judging me about this 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 and I'm working myself up and you're just like oh, I'm just nice to just sit and relax and like you have nothing don't even think about what I'm thinking you know it's just mm-hmm. but I find with kids sometimes we over sometimes we overemphasize what we think they're thinking and then yeah. sometimes we underemphasize where again there's such sponges that I'm I really try to be cognizant of am I doing something that I am, I, am I projecting how I would want to be to them? And, you know. Yeah,
1: like the modeling of it is even more important than what is coming out of your mouth. Like I feel yes. like, and like the energy and the intention behind things like mm-hmm. can be, can speak so much more than like what you actually say with your words. Yeah. It's, and you see it come out. I see it come out with the way, like right now What's kind of funny is noticing the way that my older kid is talking to my younger kid because her language is like much more developed and his is just like Mm -hmm. emergent. And sometimes the tone she uses and I'm like, my God. And then I'm like, wait, is she mimicking me? (laughs) And then I'm like, I'm totally overthinking this, but it is just like that kind of internal monologue of being like, okay, I'm not going to think too much about it, but I will put a little pin on it and see if it becomes a pattern. I don't know. I usually talk to my husband about this and he's far more just like, court, just chill. Like,
0: yeah. but I think it's like you're, you know, it's your world and you're trying to learn it and like parenting is, there's no playbook and like people can give you all the, I always, people always say, oh, do you have advice for a kid? I'm like, I'll give you the perfect advice for the perfect parenting advice do what works for you yeah and totally. I said and I said it my what works for me is not gonna work for you and yes. vice versa and I said I can tell you what I do but take that with a grain gr- was it grain of salt and just like yeah. or sand you know whatever grain of whatever but just realize that
1: you have to like game your children like you yeah. have it's like a game you're like do I okay I'm gonna try this thing testing testing what are the variables oh mm-hmm. that's not working you try the next thing I like to ask my friends who are parents like okay what are your like tips and tools? And then you just have more in your toolbox. But like mm-hmm. what worked for one kid isn't going to work for the other. Sometimes you just, it's nice to know you've got options.
0: Our, our kid, this is recently, two weeks ago, cried every night, Went, like regressed was screaming the two year old. I'm like, what is going on with him? Same. same. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah. what is going on with this kid? He's just screeching at night. Like, and it was like right at bedtime about four days ago. He was crying. And I was just like, it was kind of one of those moments. Like my wife was rocking him to sleep and, he started crying, like right as she put him down, and I'm like, and she's doing her schoolwork, like she's she's an all star. And I'm like, okay, I'm just gonna go in and f- see if I can try to figure this out. You know, totally oblivious, going in there. So I go in, pick him up. I'm like, do you want to rock? He shakes his head. So we go in the, you know, we sit on the uh, chair, and I'm rocking him. This, you know, ten o'clock at night at this point, and I just start asking him about his day. I'm like, so you did this? Like, would you for breakfast? Would you play? And he's just, and he kind of got his mind off of it, and I just rocked him. I pick him, like, all right, so now we're going to go to bed, right? Picked him up, put him in his bed, turned on his little music or noisemaker thing. Mm-hmm. Rolled right over, put his blanket on him, walked out, nothing. Oh. So the last four nights, for whatever reason, he wants my wife, to will read him a couple books. He'll rock with her. I kind of go in and it's like the closer in a baseball game. And it's like roll in, rock him as like the second, put him down, no problem. Yeah. So it's like, he just screamed, but he was not asking, never asked for me, never did anything. Yeah. We just assume like... And I don't know if there's a correlation. Yeah. But the it sounds
1: last, it sounds like he just needed to debrief the day with his dad. He just it, it was needed it's a the weirdest out. thing,
0: but like that was something that just worked. And yeah. we didn't know. We we're just like, I don't know, I'm just gonna go rock. Maybe totally. it's like last ditch ever at Hail Mary mm-hmm. and it worked out. And then <laughs> so we've been doing it every night. Now granted, like tonight he could just be freaking out about anything. But, you know, you, you try as, you know, a parent. Like I have my oldest son can sometimes get um he's a very like very in tune with his emotions, like v- just understands, he understands tonation and, and, and understands when he's upset. Mm-hmm. And I found like typically when he's completely freaking out, like our tendency is like, we get freaking out and it's like, then you're battling like, you know, fire with fire and it's not good. And I've always, you know, I've been learning this better, but just like pause. And so nice, just go and give him a big hug and just kind of like, talk to him and just hold him. And then sometimes he just kind of relaxes and he just needs that. And mm-hmm. and, and it's it's not your natural instinct because you're just tired and you're stressed and everything else. But, you know, so those are the things that I'm trying to get better at. But that's where a lot of focus goes. So it's like I said, you put a lot of focus. I love learning. So if I'm learning about work or if I'm learning about a hobby, I typically can get pretty immersive in it and try to learn it. Well, right now I know that I can't put that there. So like I'm at home, well, then I want to be the best parent that I can be so like I I'm more in tune with that stuff mm-hmm. um, just because if I'm doing something I want to get better at it and yeah, like do, you said, it's a job.
1: Do you think that um, I'm kind of like taking our conversation about parenting and bringing it back to like a community level do you think that as a community we is there areas for us to transform to better support families and like um, create a culture of like family not fa- like not a family in the community but just like a culture of of supporting families or like this is a place for families to come and have I, like a, a life.
0: Yeah, I don't I I mean I certainly think that that's there's a lot around that because if you take like if you were to segment a typical community, you have like children, you have adolescents, you have young adults that are single and you know, I'm saying single meaning not married or having kids or anything like that and then you know, obviously you can go all the way up through. I think that families encompass a lot of those, like you encompass the family, you encompass kind of like young to middle-aged adults. Um, and if we're talking about younger kids under like 20, and then you have like, then you have your kids, whether they're young, under maybe under 10, or they're kind of more at that teenage level. I think that families you can speak to pretty much birth up until you know, let's say 50 years of age, somewhere in that range, um, mid-50s, that's a big subset. And I think that the thing with families is people are, there's nothing in people's lives that are more important than their family. And it doesn't, um, like, I, like, there's a lot of families and people that I care about and I like their kids and care about their kids. Their kids aren't as important to me as my kids are to me, and that's natural. And I wouldn't expect anybody to think my kids are better than their kids. Like, But I think that if, you go with the idea that people are—it's—I mean, it's an, its a like a instinct that we're born with, like you're. It's through evolution, like you are tied to your parents and you're tied to your siblings and your kind of your kin or whatever that family is. I think if you take that general principle and look at it and say, like, okay, if we have a family, if we people are tight knit like that, can we do something around that tight knitness that would keep both? parents and kids and have a a buy-in from both. Now, what does that look like? That takes some brainstorming and just kind of thinking outside the box and asking questions. But I think it wouldn't be a bad idea. I think if you made it where, um, you know, I think you see a lot of this with people that are in clubs or in sports or in whether it's a gym or a band or, you know, you you get similar individuals with similar interests. They, They connect around that similarity so this like you and I can connect about kids like especially the ages of the kids like I know I'm pretty sure we can have a lot of about 90% of its similarities of a lot of stuff they do but I have that and I also can look at that and say well Courtney's doing a ton of stuff and she's a parent you know and not to take away from people that aren't parents but if you throw kids in the mix that's that's a big thing in your life that you're dealing with and that you know I look at friends that You know, maybe they're like, wow, Galen's not the top of his game right now. I'm like, well, Galen also has three young children that, Mm -hmm. you know, and I think that I, and I do that with a lot of other people. Like I get it. Like they have stuff going on and like, I give people, um, back to like the life is hard thing. Like people have stuff going on that you don't even know about. So you can't be quick to judge them and say, you screwed up on this. I'm like, yeah, because maybe someone's in the hospital and your mind is there and you're not, you know, and you're not present with this thing at work. Which it should be on the person in the hospital, not present at work. And I think the family aspect. I think if you can get people that are because they're already their family is number one. If you can find a way that they can connect with other people, I think yes, absolutely. Yeah. I don't know how that would look in Plattsburgh. I think it just takes brainstorming and ideas.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think like I just think there's there's so much there's so, there's so much already here. Like we have we have parks and we have you know play I think that I think that our community is like very welcoming to kids I, but I think that we we I think there's spaces where we could like up our game and I think that we could become like this community that is like wow this is a great place to have a family because look at all these kind of like things well, that are you know that like bring people together I think like you know the city's like got these plans to revamp a bunch of parks which is really exciting mm-hmm. and I think that that like says a lot I think like creating, spaces in our business community where like families can go and exist with their kids. Like I think that would be super cool. That's like a experience that I draw from in in Portland, Oregon, it was a very like a lot of spaces were very like accepting and welcoming to families where it's like you could go to a restaurant or a brewery and like have something to eat and have a and have a beer. and there'd be like, a play area for kids and like or like a playground or something like on the premises and it's like wow like this makes this this makes this so much easier to go and kind of like exist as a family and kind of get outside of our house or get outside of our norm or like we can go meet our friends you know at the neighborhood park and there's really nice facilities here like i think that i feel like that's something that i think about often Is just like how do we really like drive that space
0: well one of the hardest things for us to do and I think this goes for many parents. It's like like you said, getting out of the house and going and doing stuff because it's way easier to either cook or get takeout and eat at your house than it is to go out. And it's not as relaxing if your kids are freaking out or want to play and run around. Mm So, and again, I don't blame the kids and and like we like a couple times, I think like the last two weekends we've gone to a hockey game like the Plattsburgh state hockey games. And like we bring the kids and, we have some adult friends that go and have kids and the kids just run around and play and they have a blast even That's though there's sweet. no like jungle gym or anything like that they just they're kids playing with kids and they're tossing you know these little pucks around and they're just playing they're being kids and I remember doing that as a kid at sports sporting events. event you don't watch yeah. the game you're just off playing with your buddies but it was nice because like we could watch them they were entertained with peers their friends and yep. we could have adult conversations with friends and, yeah, and uh
1: that's all you can hope for <laughs> yeah and
0: but we like left and got home like that was a fun night and yeah. it wasn't like we needed anything crazy it was like a very easy you know simple thing it was a less than a 10 minute drive there and back and um i think that that is something that would be beneficial like i said if you went to like a brewery and the kids had a playground or something that you could play and i think. Doesn't Sable Brewing, when they do their pop ups, they have stuff there.
1: That's like a place we love to go because of you know just open the f- openness and yeah. there. Like you're talking about a place from before when you were traveling that had wood chips on the ground. I'm pretty sure Os Sable just has wood chips. Just take some but wood chips. But it's a cool vibe somewhere. and it, like it's <laughs> and relaxing. The kids will love it. You know. Yeah. I think I think that that's I, I see I I think there's threads of that happening. Um, we like joined a CSA this mm-hmm. past summer and it's a new CSA called North Point Community Farm, and they, they don't have kids, but they want their farm to feel very, like, accessible to kids, and mm-hmm. so they're, like, highly encouraging of, like, bringing your kids to par- to farm pickup and, like, sit on the tractor, and then they've got this big field of flowers, and the kids can just go out and go ham and, like, pick all the flowers they want, and, you know, and then they're, like, check for ticks. But, like, <laughs> yeah. it's just, like, not, it's not a kid-branded space, yeah. but they've just made it accessible and like inclusive of kids and i feel like that that is like i something i i would love to foster and get behind is like how do we keep how do we keep going on that thread
0: yeah because i know for me there's a lot of things i don't go to because of that yeah where i think if that was open and an option we would be more likely to say okay let's go out and do it yeah knowing that because again our priority is the kids so it's like is the kid are the kids gonna have fun is it something for them to do is this gonna and I also look at it too, Look, like I don't want to drag my kid to something that I want to do when they're just going to hate it. Yeah. And because there's, it's not fun to just go sit and just like not really be entertained. And so as a kid, I'm like, I'd rather have you guys just play. I can, I can be entertained doing a million different things. Mm-hmm, so, mm-hmm. um, yeah, I think there's definitely something for, yeah, I, I mean, I think there's ways to do it too. Um, whether it's even just like entertaining with kids and parents that you can do both, which... You know i mean that that's tough because you got to find something that's very similar to a young person and an older person that mm-hmm. or a parent and a child that can uh find interest in the same thing that's like the hockey game works; because they kind of pay attention but yeah we i'm do, glad so. you mentioned
1: that because now i'm gonna put a like put a pin in that to remember to take my kids
0: yeah oh it's so great and uh it's a
1: good you know i'm always striving to make sure that they recognize their canadian roots as yeah. well oh there's a lot of ontario guys <laughs> so. there too
0: and the girls same thing and <clears throat> The, pro- well, the only issue is we have, um, there's one girl that um, my wife knows on the team and she's, you know, come watch the game, come watch the game and, and, and they play at three, which is tough because our youngest still naps. Mm-hmm. So by the time we get him done and we pick up the kids from school and it's like, it's just a very t- tough time, but they are playing at like seven in a week or two. Yeah. Which would be good. So we can yeah. go to that game. It's a little late for the kids, but we also find that they get really tired out, go home, crash. And
1: then, yeah. Yeah. Then you're good, and we're fine, then and it's totally usually a fine. Friday
0: night, so we're like whatever, like yeah. it's not a big deal, but. Um,
1: yeah, I, yeah, I, I think it's it's something that I've been thinking about, and I, I think obviously we, my my friend group, like we are seeking out other young families, or that's just who we naturally are connecting with, you know. Something that I also love about where part of my job is like getting to just connect with people who are not in the family. Mm-hmm. realm to like a lot of folks that I work with in the community like they, they they don't have families by choice or they're not ready to or and it's also just nice to be around that like mixed energy of different ages and stages of life and you just get like a, a nicer rounder perspective it's like I don't want to be in I think I've said like an echo chamber before but of even just around being around all new families all the time is also like okay everyone stop talking about your kids for a little yeah. bit like we all need to <laughs> well, I feel so nice on this podcast back. when
0: with people that have kids it's like I don't want this whole conversation because I mean, I have like, that's a connection that, you know, you can really go off on, but I think, yeah. no, it's true. Like you want to, you want to hang out with adults and I have some friends that don't have kids and you know, I think sometimes they're, they you know, they get frustrated and you're like, I can't do it because I got my kids, you know, but yeah. I find that sometimes when you just go out and hang with those friends, like this is oh, it's so nice. I feel like an adult and I can so just good. like, you know, I guess you know
1: what's great about your friends who don't have kids is that they can come to your house after the kids have gone to bed yeah. and then you don't have to worry about a babysitter, and yeah. it's just that like that's an amazing.
0: There's some friendship. parenting hacks for sure. Yeah, that, that's a that's I, definitely I, a I, that one, and, and then the uh, <laughs> like my f- a friend of ours called it a darty, which is a day drinking party. Ooh, which day drinking is like a parenting <laughs> hack, <laughs> and and I always find like I'm like because you can do a lot like after drink, wait, what what was the, what was the place? Sorry, oh did the only there? reason I'm saying this is because. This is the person I called the Darty. Was the person I texted about?
1: Is it Fenland Falls?
0: No, oh. Font Hill.
1: Font Hill, in Ontario. Yeah, I've never heard of it. Okay, that's fine. I wonder where oh, that I'll is.
0: I'll do a quick. I'll do a quick Google. Um, but Font <laughs> Hill. Okay.
1: Yeah, that would have blown my mind. As though. we're
0: as we're talking, watch should be like ten minutes away? It's like a hamlet or something. But, um. Yeah, no, I try not to monopolize like the kid thing and see if there's like a way that I, yeah. you know, some other stuff, but it is fun just to go out. And I think in your in your space, getting all that perspective is good because you have to, if you had to put a percentage based on macro, micro views of things or things you try to pull off, like what percentage are you looking at like a macro view? Like this is going to touch a lot of people versus we're getting really niche at, or niche at like a,
1: um, maybe a specific
0: group or... I mean, interest.
1: I, th- I think I'm, I guess there's layers <laughs> to it. Like I'm, when I look, say, okay, so if I think about it, I I kind of compartmentalize like events, but then also engagement. So like with events, I look at kind of, I just actually today, I just released kind of a full calendar of like all the different things that the city's going to be doing this year. And that's in partnership with lots of different organizations. Shameless plug. That's fine. Um, slash <laughs> <discoverplastburg.com>. slash <laughs> <laughs> But, um. And so when I look at that I'm like okay this is cool this touches on a bunch of different things that I'm hoping a bunch of different people in our community are going to like so there's family friendly stuff there's a there's a half marathon this year there's things that I think people who have kids would like but people who like live music would like and so you know I think macro like that and then I think and then I think you get micro as you start to like market and like reach out to who would you like to, like, have come to this event? You know, different vendors or community members. Like, how do we want to engage these groups and give them a platform? Um, You know, like, at the Parks Come Alive events, it was all about trying to really highlight our different community organizations that are there just, like, helping people understand what, like, amazing, most of the time free services exist for families in our community. And so then we had to, like, get micro on, like, who are we going to be bringing to that event? Um, And then I think about to jump over to, like, the – engagement space where it's like okay we are about to uh we're we're i'll use last year's example like we're putting out um a whole project to revamp the city parks and we need to figure out what that should look like and so we need to engage the public and solicit opinions and feedbacks on the parks and how do we um rebuild this or like when margaret street that was like about two years ago now we had to do a public engagement like how does the street get rebuilt And so with that, you think macro because you want to hit – want to try to get as many opinions as possible, but then you think micro of like who's not part of this conversation right now because going back to our conversation about Facebook before, you always hear from the same group of people. They're the loudest. They're the ones who are just, you know, want their opinion to be heard, but like there's so many other people that get left out of the conversation and like why do they get left out of the conversation? Are we reaching – folks of like different demographics age groups you know income levels like everybody needs to have we want everybody's opinion about a public space like a park but we don't always get it you know and and there's people that don't always feel like they're being invited to the table to have a conversation and so i think like that's a that's a focus of mine and you know of, of the cities i guess is just to try to like include those people more in the conversation
0: for for when when you like go out and try to get um let's call it opinions or like surveys and things like that do you focus just on the city do you go outside the city at all
1: um it's usually just within the city if it's um something that's gonna pertain to you know if it's like a, a project that's very city city focused but um I'm trying to think of a more t- tangible example, like with the Margaret street public engagement process, you know, that was engaging business owners who might not live in the city, but they have a business. And so, I, I mean, I, I think the borders are um, fuzzy.
0: Yeah. No, it's like, I, I yeah. look at like, uh, if you go down just Margaret street, there's a bunch of shops on there that like the owners don't live in the city, but obviously have a very, like, I, I just know like Simon and joy from Yama don't live in the city, but mm. Mm-hmm. They're right on the city of Plattsburgh. So like they would be someone, you know, as with, you know, Twisted Carrot and, um, you know, some of the other shops right there, you know, that they would have a big stake in it just because yeah. that's their storefront in the walk. And like, and again, Absolutely. most, most of the stuff I look at, if you're trying to improve on something, it's never really going to be worse. It's just going to be like, how good can we make it? Um, cause you're not gonna take a step back. It's mm-hmm. just, you know, mm-hmm. it's different, but different you know some people don't like change but it doesn't mean it's bad it's yeah. just different and
1: like if we're hearing from the same group of people then we, we're only drawing from the same group of opinions and so we do we need to hear from like making sure that when we were talking about how to redesign our parks like that we were hitting up families who have kids with like you know um autism spectrum you know considerations and it's like okay you know you you need to have a seat at this table because we're not designing a park without understanding like how your kids can be inclusive. Like if, you know, so we are included in like being able to play in this park. So it's like we have to target people too and be like, you got to come and sit here or like with the Margaret Street stuff. It's like we needed to have residents, you know, we really prioritized residents and business owners as we started to roll out the first stages of that project because it was setting The precedent with folks like, look, this is going to be really disruptive. Like, Mm -hmm. we can't hide that fact. But if we don't do this work, like, there could be a water main break, and then it's going to be like a mess for a long time. So, it's like we we gotta, you know, everybody should have an opinion about how this is. But you are like the biggest interest groups on this, and so we really need to make sure that your voices are included.
0: Well, I think the big, I think you guys are doing. It's like the transparency aspect. That's really what it is, because you're in a public space. So it's like people. You know, you do want to know, like, why are they tearing that building down or why are they doing this? And not that it's not good or bad, but it's kind of more of just educating of like, this is the decision, why we made the decision. I think, you know, really, if you, whether it's city council, the mayor, I mean, they're elected officials. So, you know, you're electing them with the idea that I'm using my right to vote that person in and then I'm letting them represent me. So you can't micromanage that person. Um, But, you know, I think the idea of just knowing what's going on is good. But then you have to let the people that are there do the yeah. leadership aspect because you voted them in yeah. or run for public office if you really want to be I that know. much involved which you know god bless anybody that runs for public office I but know. it's it's still it's a thankless job but i think if you you know the idea that you you vote and then i just you gotta be you, you can have your opinion stuff but you at a certain point you have to be hands off and just let them do their thing because you voiced your opinion yeah or by voting um, and
1: like you can develop, I think, you know, what's, what's kind of nice about living in Plattsburgh, it's on the smaller side of a city is like, you could develop a, a really, you know, respectful relationship with your local city councilor. like, you know, an email and, and have conversations over the phone. Like, I think that those individuals are, I'm not going to speak officially on behalf of them, but I, I imagine as, as, as being in that role, like they're open to that. And I've sat in many council meetings where a counselor has like, wanted to specifically talk about an issue because like literally just one person called them that day about it and Mm -hmm. so it's like that you 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 do have some power here as a resident to to at least you know have your comment be brought up at a at a common council meeting to be heard I I feel like what is tough for folks is when you know we go through a public engagement process at some point it's like blue sky anything's possible and then we have to make a decision at some point and yeah. when we make that we like not me but just you know when, yeah. when the decision is made it's it doesn't always go the way everybody some people wanted it to go and so then it's kind of like kind of like what you were saying before it's like you either have to accept it or you know you you find a a way that maybe you can start to affect some type of change or you have to just decide to walk away from it and i think people sometimes struggle and that's where maybe you see people take to social media and air it out air it out a little bit
0: (laughs) yeah i mean we see it every four years with elections it's like you know you vote for who you vote win or lose it's like guess what next day you get up and you do your you live your life you know and it's just i think people get too caught up in that stuff and i think if you you kind of talked about it like you got to You got to micro focus at times and say like, you really can only control yourself. And I said, if if don't try not to lose energy on uh, other people, because, you know, and I always, I don't know if this is good or bad, but my I've been in a business where I I, and also I, I keep my expectation of other people, I keep it low, not that I don't think that they can be awesome. I just do it because if you have too much expectation on someone, then you expect too much and you're kind of setting up either for disappointment or unrealistic expectations. I look at it like if I can set my expectation low, meaning this person's a great person, I'm sure like if I was working with Courtney, I I think she's going to be able to pull off a lot of stuff, but if she doesn't hit all my expectations, I'm okay with it. Mm -hmm. And like I have a contingency plan or backup to say, you know, or go and just say, Hey, whatever I get is a bonus. Like that's awesome. Like that worked out. And I think, I've done that because it just it's a mental thing for me to not get too excited. It's like it's like when you go on vacation and if you're or you made plans. Say you made plans and we had this event you were gonna go do and you're like you're pumped up for it and you've been waiting months and months and months and it happens, you're like, Yeah, it was fun. I you know, I kinda expected it. Yeah. You you put this thought in your head it was so great. Where if we were like someone walked in right now like, Courtney, guess what? You got babysitter. You and your husband are going to go here tonight. We got you all this stuff. You're like, oh my God. And yeah, it turns into the best, the best night, night ever. It's impromptu yeah. because your like, expectation is zero. It's like
1: your New Year's Eve problem, you know? When you try to make New Year's Eve too big of a deal, yes. like you're not going to have a good time. Yes. But yeah. Yeah, no, it's true. You just, you just, I think like, um, I I try to obviously have strategy and have a plan and have vision, but also always remain really open to being, influenced like by the universe not to sound like super woo woo but I do think like I I think about I was actually just talking with someone today about this kind of like I have an idea board and I like to put ideas up there and sometimes they just sit on that shelf for a long time but it just feels like through divine timing something will come up and I'll be like oh my gosh that's the perfect Mm -hmm. moment to like bring this idea in and see if we can get something going and you sometimes you just have to wait and you just have to kind of like
0: it's almost like, was it manifesting? Like, yeah, you put it out. Th- What's that patience aspect? Yeah, it's not always going to come today. And I, I think if you if you're open minded, and you're willing to just like, you know, like I said, be patient, but realize that things take time. And it, it, I'm the same way. I think everything has, I think everything is kind of want to say, like, I feel like a lot of things are predetermined. I just weird, like, I do think as I've gotten older, that not saying we're like in a simulation, like I'm not like <laughs> one of those people, but I do think that a lot of it is there's things that just happen for a reason. I think we're nudged in certain ways for certain reasons. I do yeah. think we have a lot of control over what we do and say, but there's times where it's like, you know, everybody gets it like that sixth sense. We're like, oh my God, thank God. I don't know why I thought about that or this just yeah. happened, but like totally saved me. Um, and it saved me, meaning I could have said something dumb or I could have done something dumb or dangerous or whatever. I think that there's, there's something out there that like is nudging us down the right path and even sometimes it's like hey listen I'm going to put you right through a brush fire here and it's going to be painful and you're going to have to figure out what to do but you're going to come out of the other side better yeah. and just trust the process that this doesn't feel fun in the moment but have the faith that this is going to make your life or your, you as a person more positive positive. Um, and, and I, I believe that so I think, I think a lot of the stuff um, I think really happens I guess kind of what I want to leave off with for you is asking now you've been in for almost two years what's your what's your hope um over the next let's say few years or so you know whatever your vision timeline is and then what do you think is the most i said exciting before but where do you think that there's the biggest um chance to grab like some um I'm going to say grab for a really bad term grab results like grab like
1: like some low hanging fruit
0: yeah like low hanging (laughs) fruit like something that you can say like this is something that I know we can pull off in the next few years and then where do you hope that you can kind of take at least your impact on the city where do you think that can go or community
1: um it's like I'll, I maybe by it's maybe this is like the first time publicly that I'll like say a couple things, but there's this element of like what we we're just saying you have to put it out into the universe. Um, I think one thing that is like a huge opportunity that's coming up for our area is um, there's a there's a total solar eclipse in twenty twenty four, it's next year, and it's a really magnificent event. Um, I actually experienced one in in Portland, and what's special about it is that the the eclipse, like it follows what's called a path of totality. Not that I'm an expert on any of this, but basically... You if, sound great what you're talking about. If you're, <laughs> if, you, if you're in the path of totality, there's a moment uh, during the day where it is completely pitch black, dark, and, and like really cool things happen in that process of the eclipse happening. Um, and so when I was living out in Portland, we went out to, you know, is someone's camp and just had a really nice evening and then there was a guy with like a astronomer thing anyway we got to watch it it was just a great experience and it was also economically wild for the area like people made money <laughs> off of the total the, the, I was the eclipse gonna say,
0: because it would only happen in certain areas so this path
1: of totality was only in certain areas so every municipality along the path like they were having festivals and you know people were charging money for people to camp on their front lawn like you know it's like yeah come camp on my lawn for 60 bucks like it was this really big moment and it's happening in Plattsburgh next year we are in the path of totality and I think that we need to as a community and and folks are talking about it already um but as a community we need to kind of come together and celebrate it but also like capitalize on it as a really big economic opportunity for our local businesses for you know a way to highlight our area for tourism like people are going to come to plattsburgh regardless of whether we have stuff going on or not and so it's like let's be prepared to totally capitalize on this event that is like happening here are you looking it up right now
0: yeah (laughs) it's cool this is awesome so really cool april 8th 2024, so it basically starts down the like Mexico, Texas, so Del Rio, yeah, going up through like Dallas, Little Rock, like the southeast part of Missouri. Indianapolis is on there. Dayton, Ohio, Cleveland, Buffalo, right over Plattsburgh, Burlington, right over. and basically right over um like the Shay times. and Shea and Annie Brennan territory. They're from right. Do you know them, Shea and Annie Brennan? No. They own Brennan's um, Buick dealership, GMC? No, I don't Super know. nice people. They, they came sound, from Canada. They they're, sound great. They're, 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 they're very... Uh, you, you, yeah, you, I think if you saw them, you'd know them. But yeah. um, they're right here. Yeah. So we learned learned all about them. So Nova... So, God, yeah. I hope it's Nova Scotia. I'm, I'm going to butcher that. I one. can't...
1: I, yeah, well, it looks like it from here. I, from I think it's I Nova Scotia. Oh, yeah, yeah, you're Canadian? That's Nova yeah, Scotia, right? Yeah, yeah. Okay. No, Nova Scotia, don't there, you know? There you go. <laughs> uh, yeah, so anyway, I think that... That's a big opportunity. I'm really excited about it. I know that there's folks at SUNY that are also talking about it. Um, but I think I'm making it, I'm, I'm putting it out into the universe because That's I awesome. think if there's other people in the community that want to um, collaborate on something like this, uh, I, think, I think doing something to commemorate this happening in Plattsburgh. And I and also just, I think of it obviously economically as like, let's let's like support our local businesses and our local economy and, you know put it reinvest it back so so i think that's really exciting um the other thing that i'm really excited about maybe this is more of like something that i i hope to be really changing the the face of in in the next little while is is actually the way that our community conducts public engagement in and of itself um and so we're looking at creating it's kind of like an online platform where people can come and they can see the different projects that the city's engaged in and they're able to leave their comments and feedback all virtually on their own time and in their own space. And what's really powerful about this type of software is that the idea is that you you create a, a user profile, you share some of your information, not not anything, but just kind of like, or not everything, but you know some basic things, and then we can start to map who in our community is participating and where we might need to go and target more of our outreach so that we're including everybody in the conversation. Um, And so this is like still being built. We're hoping that it's going to launch in the spring. um, But again, kind of like modernizing the way that we meet people where they're at we recognize that like people young can can young parents come to common council meetings they're five o'clock on thursdays so it's like right in the middle of like yeah. bedtimes and dinners and you know what about folks who have to work at that time or what about folks who you know they can't they don't have the mobility or the car or anything they can't come in person to city meetings so I we
0: they're televised though, like I'm, they, they stream them. They are, yeah. So, but still, it's like you said, if you're doing making dinner, it's hard to like listen to what's going on.
1: Yeah, I, I yeah, I've been there trying yeah. to like, I'm like something important's Put happening. AirPods but, on and yeah, be like, definitely. So anyway, this this is something that we're, you know, I'm 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 hopefully um, going to be launching this spring, uh, where we we are able to engage with the public in a virtual way and and hopefully solicit feedback that is like meaningful and more diverse, and, you know, can really, you know, take some of the conversation out of Facebook and social media, um, where, you know, people aren't always getting to hear all the comments and everything and actually put it into a place where, you know, our the mayor's gonna be looking at it, our city officials, like folks will be, you know, seeing seeing what's being talked about.
0: But could you if you did like a platform and maybe this is it, so if this is exactly what you're doing, you can tell me to stop. So if you <laughs> Like if someone went on and like, let's say they type, like I went on and made some comment of like, I think the we need better garbage cans or something, you know, which I knew was on like some, you know, it's a small thing it was on a, one of the surveys a few years ago, but like say I went on and said like our garbage cans are terrible, we need a new design, blah blah blah, and I posted that. Is there a way that I could like add that and people could just add almost like a want or a complaint or you know, things that they want changed, and then it gets upvoted. Yeah. So that's what it is. Yeah. So all of a sudden, like, okay, 500 people really feel good about this garbage can, the next biggest thing is 150 people? Like, we got to take care of these garbage cans. Yeah. Okay, so yeah. that's, I that was going to say, I'm like, that yeah. seemed like it's it would this, be a good, like, this litmus It's platform
1: for, where it's kind of like, you know, we can, we can throw a map up and say, like, hey, where do you think, you know we need garbage cans. Where, where are you noticing we need garbage cans in the city? And mm-hmm. then people can just drop pins to say, you know what? We could really use one over here. And then
0: gotcha. one
1: person puts the pin on, but then like 80 people like it. So it functions like social media. You can like and comment and all of that, but it's just within this platform. And then we're able to gather that data and analyze it and collect it and, um, That's and cool. then do stuff with it. Yeah. There's yeah. some cool, there's some cool stuff about it where, um, I'll like I'll workshop this with you right now. Like, What what do you think a website like that should be called?
0: Just the actual name? Yeah. For, for the city? Yeah. Um, I mean, if you want to go off the branding aspect of like Discover Plattsburgh, which yeah. I think is cool, I think you have to, I, I don't like, now that's a bad thing. I, we're the Lake City, which I think is cool, but I don't think a lot of people think of Plattsburgh as the Lake City. Yeah. Like, um. So I always go Discover Plattsburgh. I like to keep things on brand, so I think I mean discovering plattsburgh would probably be a little too generic mm-hmm. um but i think it's something where man, like i mean this is gonna be this is gonna be very boring because i'm, on I'm putting spot, you on the but spot but like if but it, <laughs> not like your plattsburgh but something along along the lines of um like you local person but plattsburgh as a community like you're trying to encompass more people I think that's really where it comes down to is like if you like I'll take a U First Federal Credit Union. They when they had a Jody Carpenter on, she talked about like U First and they kinda of came up with everything and the reason they call it like obviously U First, meaning like you first, but you came from Platburg State because they were part of the university. So that that's where it started. It really originally started as a Platburg State credit union and it kind of morphed out into U First Federal Credit Union. And what they did, the the, the moniker behind it or that how that all came about was a mixture, and that's why it's the actual you, because it means mm-hmm. you as a person, but university, and they kind of put that spin on it. I think something creative like that with the city would be good. I think it does have to have some teeth behind it from a, a branding standpoint that you can run with it and turn it into almost like a slogan for the city. Mm-hmm. Um And again, I think if you gave enough people some creativity or also just like threw it out there and said, like, what can you guys... Pull from these are general things like the city. We want to encompass community. We want to encompass um, the localness. We want to encompass new ideas. You know, kind of a turning of the page. I think anything along those lines. Yeah, I turning look, into an eloquent eloquent um, phrase would be uh, good.
1: So we're looking at like verb or noun Plattsburgh.
0: Yeah, I'd say something yeah. like that. I mean, yeah. it's got to. You'd have, you'd have to have something with Plattsburgh, and I think yeah, I agree. You know, something with you know this you could do something with the city but i think i think the other thing with Plattsburgh the city of Plattsburgh and the town of Plattsburgh i know there was issues in the past i think they're way more amicable now than they've been in recent years and i think which is awesome and i think the idea of whether it's shared services or ideas or collaboration has to happen between the two because we're not big enough of a place to have two separate I and mean, i think yeah. and i think that's you know between uh chris and mike i think that that's stuff that um and, and other people too but i think that that's certainly been thrown into the uh the you know the ethos of the area of like that's these two municipalities even though separate governances really are the same place and one in the same and i think maybe something around the idea of plattsburgh but not necessarily having to identify as a city yeah. i think it's just kind of the greater plattsburgh area because yeah. that's what i was asking before is like when you do surveys because so many people utilize the city of Plattsburgh, but don't live in the city of Plattsburgh. Yeah, and that's kind of where.
1: And I think what's actually what's cool about just to last shout out to this project. But you know, anyone could effectively make a user profile and then let us know. You know, is your resident? Where's your main place of residence, and then we'd actually be able to see in the, in the analysis, yes. like, oh, look, we've actually got a lot of folks who live in Beekman town who are interested in this project. Like what, what's the connection? Why is that? How do we like further engage that? So I think, yeah. um, if you're like a data nerd, then it's like a good, it's a good thing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, but yeah, for- we do. We have to think regionally. I think, um, you know, that, that's what makes us strong. You know, if no one's going to survive all by ourselves, we have to be regionally strong. At, you know, we think as a collective and, um, I think I think that's a good mindset
0: the, the last thing I'm gonna say and I don't we don't just time wise for you yeah. I don't want to dive too much into this but um th- how is the outreach or connectiveness with the college on your whether your behalf or the city
1: um I think I think we both uh, always continue to try and look for ways that we can work together mm-hmm. yeah I think that um. The college students are a big uh, volunteer base for us. They come out and volunteer for a lot of our events. We couldn't do a lot of our events without...
0: Like the Bad Race, and other they pretty active and like, in that.
1: Yeah, and like some of the, like the Downtown Trick or Treat event and, um, you know, it's, there's... An, unfortunately, a lot of our events happen in the summer and then they're not they're not around. But I think on a on a larger strategic level, um, working with folks, you know, who are in like the student services groups and... Um, managing some of that like student life. Yeah, we've definitely been in conversation about how we can uh, collaborate and also a lot of like intercoordination. You know, that's like a big part is like figuring out like, hey, I'm doing this event. Either do you want to do your event the same time and we can kind of all work together or let's do them at different times so that things don't, uh, you know, compete with one another. And so, you know, I was just chatting with someone from the college trying to understand when their student week was, student, or, or not student week, parent it's like a parent week, parent weekend. Yeah, yeah. and I we're understand. like, okay, let's have let's have that happen when there's something fun going on in the city, so the students have a reason to like come downtown with their families and do something in Plattsburgh. Well, and,
0: and again, I don't want to harp too much on this. because I've talked about this before on the podcast, but the the idea that our biggest influx of people outside the area is the college, and when you talk about younger kids being eventually the future, and I also think the idea that like, hey, if you really were to take um whether it's ideas like again you came from i'm gonna call it toronto but you came from the toronto area in put in portland can't we'll called canada everything <laughs> so canada portland but then you you know you, you migrate here and you look at it, it's like you have different experiences and you have seen different things than people in plattsburgh you know and, and not that people in plattsburgh haven't traveled and gone out and about they have absolutely but the more ideas that you can get it's like anything else it's like the more just getting opinions and thoughts and different things, the collaboration aspect. Like I remember when Chris came on the podcast a couple of years ago now, like he spent time in San Francisco. I think he spent time in uh, Minnesota. Like when you look at the two completely different areas and then Plattsburgh and you know, that was one of the things like, what can you draw the positives out of that, that you saw, you found a correlation with the local area. And like, mm-hmm. how can you take an idea from, you know, San Francisco or Minnesota and bring it to Plattsburgh? And cause there's a lot of themes that are the same. Yeah. Um, I think for college, when you get kids that come up for school and they don't live around the area, because I'd say half of them, or a little bit over half, come to you know come from out of the area and stay in Plattsburgh. Yeah. And I remember when he had interns here, I'd always ask them like, hey, you lo- do you like Plattsburgh? Yeah, I love it. Like, would you stay in Plattsburgh? Yeah, if I had a job opportunity. Great. Um. And then it would go to the idea of, okay, like, hey, so what's your plans after Plattsburgh? And like, I'm going to move back to Phil in hometown. Yeah. And you always wonder, like, well, why? And there's been a lot of people that have stayed, but ideally, if you have... Let's say fifteen hundred to two. Let's say fifteen hundred people graduate every, you know, every year. Where are those students going? Are they leaving? Like, if you could keep ten percent, maybe which may be high, five percent here, even one percent. What fifteen of them or fifteen students? um, if you could even take a small amount, no, more than that, ten percent, whatever, mass bad. I know, I'm, but, I'm staying out of this conversation. <laughs> yeah, but you know what I'm saying. Even a small percentage of those students, if you, you, if they stayed here, yeah, that's a lot of people that all of a sudden you know, I call it like a you know, you know, kind of investing in the community. It's like you, 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 whether whether you buy a place or rent, you're still, you're still, accounting for the area. If you have a family now, you have a second generation that's spending time here. Yeah, and it's like how can we take that group of people that comes in. That and almost try to steal them away from where they came from and bring them to Plattsburgh. For
1: sure, yeah. I mean, I feel like you're you're right on the money. It's like having desirable jobs that folks mm-hmm. can enter into with like room for growth. And I I feel like that's I'm I'm definitely not like a area expert um, on you know like economic development, but in workforce development. But I feel like those are like you know big focuses around yeah. here. Is like how do we develop those opportunities, or how do we find Interesting ways to, like maybe the other option is like remote work is so readily normalized and available now. How do we connect these young folks to maybe the the bigger entities, but still keep them living? It's like, hey, we've got some pretty great features here. Like you could buy a house here in, like you can't buy a house in a lot of other cities yeah. right now. You certainly can't. It's the market in Canada is like wild. You know, you it's like low traffic. It's a relatively safe place to live. Like there's a lot of really amazing things about living here. So yeah, I think to your point, it's like, how do we set these, how do we set up this pipeline where either students are getting hooked up with like a job with a viable career, you know, trap pipeline, I guess, or making this place a really easy, enriching place to live. Um, And then they, and then they find jobs remotely. I don't know. Again, I'm not an expert, but that's kind of what my, when we
0: had like a 80 K Y P, it's like, how do you get students from the college to, you know, connect and assimilate with the the young professionals here because they're not far removed from the same age so you kind of have a peer group yeah merged in obviously you said jobs you got to find things to do you have to find housing you have to find um you know I think there's some stuff outside of that that's you know we have an airport here that really can connect you anywhere in the world you know now via Mm -hmm. uh Philly but it's still the idea like you're, you're not in no man's land and you have some great I mean we all know like between Montreal, Burlington, Boston, New York City—I mean, there's a lot of places that you can travel, and it's really not Toronto's not. I mean, that's no. what six hours. Like,
1: It's—I don't know. Yeah, I don't know if we say this enough around here. It's just like the ease of living is mm-hmm. really good, and I think maybe maybe we need to kind of like redefine ease of living. Like, yes, we don't have, you know, forty different restaurants with new ones opening every time every month to like check out. You know, your story about trying to go and get and get some yeah. food, but yeah. but it's like we have a really nice pace of life um you know especially if you're someone who appreciates the outdoors like wow after i went i went home for a while and i you know in the sprawl of suburbia and i was like driving back from the border you know just down down the highway and back in the woods and i was like gosh we live in this really beautiful place yeah. and there's like solace and solitude and that's I'm thankful for
0: that. yeah, yeah. We, we we certainly I'll, I'll say for myself, we take it for granted because we go other places, it's not as pretty as up here. just we right. see it every day, so it becomes normal, but I it is so. is awesome. so yeah. um Cory will we'll wrap it up there. Um, do you want to give any last plugs on anything? Any events coming up? Any way that people can connect with you or help or bring ideas to you?
1: Will this be Will this be published?
0: Probably in the next day or two. Okay, Maybe great. even today if I get my act together. Okay, yeah.
1: sounds good. <laughs> well, then I will. Then I will say that um, we are doing the second Tannin Boom. It's next Saturday, uh, February fourth, at the City Beach. It's from two thirty to five thirty. Um, it's gonna be super fun. It's supposed to be super cold that day, but we're gonna have a bonfire. There's like smaller some smaller fire pits and there's also going to be a tent with a heater inside there's going to be music and beer and food and activities for kids there's a massive sledding hill that has been built out there yeah there's gonna be some super fun stuff so you know we don't get a lot of stuff to do in the north country uh event wise and so this is kind of like a way for us to celebrate winter as a community so i would
0: big winter uh, fest
1: i would invite everybody to come out to that and then um Check out discoverplatsburg.com slash events for all the other things that are coming up this year.
0: And Instagram is discover, discover underscore plattsburg.
1: Yeah, give us a follow. That's it. A- <laughs> and if you want to get in touch with me directly, just send, just send us a message on the city's Facebook page. <laughs> we,
0: prefer, we prefer nice messages. A, po- a positive message. <laughs> no, that'd be nice. M- makes your life much easier. Yeah, tell so. me
1: how you really feel about that, how that- this <laughs> podcast went. <laughs>
0: They're like, honestly, Courtney should probably host this from now on. Get rid of the oh, other guy. No. <laughs> um, but that's it. We'll, we'll wrap up there. Courtney, thank, thank you so you. much. Hey,
1: thank you, Galen, for the opportunity. It was yeah. nice to get to know you more and then yeah. chat.
0: It's good, good first experience on the podcast for you. You have, you have a future in this if you want to go that route. So oh, thank you. All right, that's episode 217 of the Galen Trombley Show. We're out. Thank you for listening to the Galen Trombley Show. Be sure to subscribe, review, and share the episode. You can follow me on all social platforms at Galen Trombley.